Welcome to the Going to Killing City podcast, a historical look at murder in Kansas City. Here are your hosts, Jamie Green and Alex Greenwood. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, brother. We're calling this Going to Killing City podcast. Okay. I like it. And 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 we're going to do a little self-introduction. So you and I are not podcast virgins, either one of us. We've done it a lot. So uh, I host the fabulous Trading Fours podcast, which is the music interview podcast. Um, we have strangely parallel lives. That's why we call each other our evil twins, but we can get into that a little bit later. Uh, and uh, so, so, so Alex, I'm going to make Alex in your left ear, people. So when we do this, I edit this. So Alex will be in your left ear, and I'll be in the right one. So Alex, tell the people about your podcast and your day job and all the cool stuff you do. So what you're saying, Jamie, is if uh, you're right-brained, I'm going to be really... Yeah, yeah. Really cutting it. Well, I'm Alex. I'm Alex Greenwood, and um, I've done podcasting for well over 15 years off and on. And past uh, six, seven years, I've been host and producer of Mysterious Goings On, which is a podcast about creativity, specifically writing. We, we interview best-selling writers all the way down to people just starting out and everybody in between. And had Jamie on the show once, and it was, it's a killer show. People... Still downloading that one. It's a good one. So anyway, I, I've done that, and I'm a writer and a PR guy by trade, and I've lived in Kansas City since 2005. Okay. God, that's like 18 years now. Yeah, man. Times. Uh, you know? It's stupid. So uh, this is fun. So we had talked about doing this. So I'm going to tell people. So Alec, I've been here since 94, mm. and for people who are not from Kansas City, we are known, I think, from the outside about barbecue and jazz mm. and fountains and clearly i know you're a huge chiefs fan so yeah. you, about the chiefs lately because they've done so well um but <laughs> we kill a lot of people in this town Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah. A, a ridiculous amount of people in this town yeah. um and so one of the things we thought about was when we do this podcast it's like well we, we were going to make some ground rules about this because we're both fathers so the yeah. first thing is you can't have any murders about kids. So we're nope. not going to ever talk about a kid murder because that's just tragic and sad. There's no way you're going to make that interesting. It's just tragic. So that was the first rule. Not right? going to touch that. So folks, if, don't even think down the road, you know, if you're, if you're squeamish about that, we are too. We just, it's, it's not something to murder, you know, murder in itself is not something to make fun of necessarily, but man, there's some weird stuff. And yeah. uh, that, that's really what we're going to get at. I think is the murder anchors, just the weirdness that goes with it. Is, yeah. is that, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not going to be a drive-by shooting that every city, sadly, <laughs> has happened way too often. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be a story. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a story behind it and a strange twist to it is what I was thinking about. Yeah. So that's the first rule. Um, so we kind of went over that. So let's talk a little bit about, well, we talked about that. It has to be odd and strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's the caveat. Yeah. Because I know, like you said, we both have had podcasts a long time, and so we both know this. We are not historians. Mm -mm. We are not, I mean, we both have journalism degrees, but we are not full-time journalists. I did research for this episode. I read real sources stuff. If I happen to get a small thing wrong, so be it. Yeah. This is a podcast more like we're in a bar together and telling a good story. (laughs) So chill the fuck out. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Seriously, you know, we don't, we don't, until we can hire a fact checker, you guys are on your own, okay? You know, you may hear some BS in here, but, uh, it, you know, it's buyer beware. What are you That's gonna, right. You know, if you want that, there's a bazillion podcasts that will bore you and put you to sleep with every factoid you never cared about. But that's not that. This is supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to have fun. So. You know, you know what, Jamie? Can I just say, because this is our inaugural here, too. I mean, 
Are we going to list this as true crime? Because I don't know if we can compete with true crime. Speaking of long, drawn-out podcasts, you no, know, not, yeah. I mean, this is really, you know, but uh, just a thought. Yeah, yeah. well, I think because every episode is going to be a different murder. Exactly. So that's part of the thing. So we, we're sitting right now in my home bar that I, I call the uh, green room the green room i love it because i'm a musician and so i have all my musical stuff down here and it's it's all Incredible. music themed uh and I, I know your home bar the green shabine the actually because green we both have green in our last name and we're both of us uh, of celtic descent exactly there you go so that that's the reason why so this first episode all i told alex was for because we're going to do a killer cocktail it's part of it right and we want you people at home to drink along with us so we seem less stupid while you listen to us, right? Right, right. <laughs> now, the one thing about this, though, that we'll hear about, I know, is that here's this is the way Jamie's twisted mind cooked this thing up, listeners. <laughs> He's like, okay, Alex, here's what's going to happen. We're going to do this monthly, right? Yep. And what, what it's going to be is like every other month, we're going to go to, your, like this month, the first one, you're going to go to the green room. Then the next month, I'm going to go to the green shabine. And so... Whoever's hosting is the one who is also hosting the story, choosing the weirdness, the weird murder story. But he gives he gives the other guy a couple of hints. Like he gave me a couple of hints, very vague. I mean, my gosh. Yeah, so in a way, it's good. He says, "Alex, this is these are your hints. Run with it um, for the cocktail recipe you bring." And I hope I don't let you down tonight. But it's it's uh, is it it's just a, like a boiler maker? Was that it? It's just half assing it. It's pretty damn close. But. <laughs> Well, I'll get fancy later. <laughs> well, you you uh, you do live things on Instagram. Like you actually know how to make a drink. Like my favorite drink book in my you know my re- recipe book is the one that it's three three drink or three cocktail. You know what is it? I can't even think what it's called. Three ingredient cocktails. That's how lazy I am. That, then you won't be mad at me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> No, I do. I do occasional live stream. My my alter ego trader Al does. Uh, I started it during lockdown. I did the Tuesdays with Tiki Ted, and it was a, a video live stream of some dork in a Hawaiian shirt making drinks. And uh, I'm a very amateur bartender, and uh, I love cocktails. And I, I think that's what's great. Besides the fact that my evil twin and I we get along great, we love to talk to each other, and we like a lot of the same things and same music a lot of the time. And we both like a good drink. And he said, "No, I got a great idea." And so I'm going to, by the way, I want to give all props. This is, this is you, man. This is mostly you on this whole deal. So it's pretty great. Unless it's not successful. Then it's, it's all you. Right. It's completely you. (laughs) If it's not successful. All right, brother. What do you got for our killer cock? So what I told Alex was 1930s, 3 a.m. That was it. That's the hint. That's all I told him. Wasn't that helpful. All right, Alex, what do you got for me? I, I gave you the hint. 3 a.m. 1930s. What's our drink? Okay, I, I did some some research, and this is ah man. I just realized the drinks back then were very simple, three ingredient kind of drinks. And I I found the Calvert Whiskey Company, and I found a drink. And I know it doesn't seem to make sense, but based on what you told me, it's called the Commodore, and it's the whiskey and uh, the other the other bits and pieces. And uh, maybe he was the Commodore of the Lake or something. There you go. So in the show notes, we have the absolute way to make this Commodore. If you want to hit pause, make the Commodore. We will be drinking for the rest of this episode. Yes. So you know. Yeah. We'll wait for you. Go ahead. So we'll, we'll enjoy this. And you know, the good thing about this too, we could sip it because if it's really sweet, I think people tend to really gulp them. Yeah. Well, we don't want that. Let me, uh, let me get, get a drive over home. here and get, get my headphones <laughs> on here. And we'll sip these up. All, All right. right. All right. So, again, in the show notes, the killer cocktail will be listed. The Commodore, which we will not do any more Commodore jokes, at least no, for no. half a drink. It's more. Um, Unless we're on the night shift. All right, brother. Here we are. You're ready. 
Oh my goodness. This episode is called A Friend to Everyone. Once again, this episode will be called A Friend to Everyone. You know, when you say it like that, I feel like it's, uh, I'm Ed McMahon and uh, I'm supposed to, and I'm supposed to say, you know, like we need a Karnak. Karnak. Yeah, yeah. And I should say, A Friend to Everyone. And then he, you know, he always looks at it. Blow on, yeah. Yes. Can you tell we're Gen Xers people? We're Gen Xers. We remember Carson. We're that old. And we're proud of it. <laughs> That's right. Nebraska's own. All right. So our murder happens. As you said, they all have to be in Kansas City. This murder happens in Kansas City, Missouri in July of 1934. Okay. Right. It's now Kansas City in 1934. You think it's dangerous now. <laughs> it was a very dangerous place. 1934 started off with a bang, but figuratively and literally with the Kansas City elections. City elections. Nobody even cares about city elections now. Can you right. even tell me who's running besides Quentin Lucas? No. no exactly. No. But in 1934, on the election day, March 27th, an enormous gunfight breaks out on Swope Parkway. So much so, it's called forever. <laughs> so stupidly, shoot out on Swope, Swope Parkway. you think they could have come up with a better <laughs> name than that. But that's the name. <laughs> the shootout... On Swope Parkway. Shoot out on Swope Parkway. Got it. So that's where the zoo is for people who are outside of Kansas City. So election day that year, there was some hope for reform. Yeah. They're like, well, we're going to get a reform slate going. You see, Kansas City, you know this, and most Mm -hmm. Kansas Cities probably have an idea, but it was controlled by a political boss named Tom Pendergast. Now, Pendergast, he didn't really follow any rules, Mm -hmm. right? He Mm -hmm. did whatever he wanted. So this town was known for, it was called a wide open town. So whether it's prostitution... Whether it's gambling, whether it's people, if you have children, take them out of the room. If it's a donkey show, you can get a donkey show in Kansas City in the 1930s. It was crazy. Even though it's the height of the Great Depression, we have like live music clubs all over town. I mean, if you go, if you want to have fun, go look at the Kansas City Star and all the ads for all these crazy places that were open in the 30s. And actually led to Count Basie being discovered by John Hammond at the Reno Club. He was actually playing here in Kansas City. The very famous John Hammond hears him on shortwave radio in Chicago, loses his mind, comes to Kansas City, signs him. The rest is history. Well, that's like uh, Olita Adams got discovered here by Tears for Fears, did she not? Yes, she did. But she wasn't. They were not gangster. No, no, no. But I just these people were. I'm just Gen Xing it up. Yeah, that's good. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's what I do. Okay, so. All right, we don't have time to talk more about Pendergast. <laughs> this should go on for a long time. Okay, so back to these reformers. These, these, they were called the Citizens Fusion Party. Terrible name. Oh. And they were like, we're going to get this Pendergast and all of his ilk out. Like, we're going to run this campaign. We're going to get people out. So Pendergast people are like, nah. So they show up at, like, the polls, and they, apparently they beat you with brass knuckles or whatever else they can find. Like, this is just, like, happens all the time. People actually would show up to vote, and they'd be like, no, you already voted. <laughs> like they vote for you, whatever crazy crap they could pull. This is the famous like dead people voting in Chicago. Chicago. We were doing this apparently thirty years before Richard Daly was doing this in Chicago. Oh man! Okay, that election day, there are reports. This is all now. I read all this in the Kansas City Star, so this is actually like you know firsthand reports from the Kansas City Star. There you go. They are guys in black cars. They're like henchmen for Pendergast and his machine driving around town, and just like. Beating up people, they kidnapped some people, and in the case of Swope Parkway, shooting, it was a polling place. By the time it was over, four people were murdered. Like, 
this is a crazy place. So this is Kansas City in the 1930s. That's just the... That's that behind us. I thought it was me. It's my very, very loud Marshall well, refrigerator. Dude, if you have a refrigerator that looks like a Marshall amp, it should be loud. <laughs> exactly, right? So they, wait, am I, am I, I'm missing something here. Why do they shoot these folks? Or have you not gotten there yet? We They're shooting these people because these people were trying to actually vote for the reform candidates. Oh, okay. So apparently, you know, it, they didn't get the message with the beatings and the kidnappings. A little slow on the uptake. They have to come back. So they should, yeah, they murdered four people. And, and a couple of these people, if I remember correctly from reading this, I read this a couple of weeks ago, um, were just innocent bystanders. Like they were just, you know, random gunfire, which sadly happens to this day. Wrong place, wrong time. Oh my God, yeah. So Too that, much. that's what's, this is Kansas City in 1934. It's a very right. different place than what we are thinking today. Okay. right. right. By the time this is all over, Pendergast is still in control. He won almost all the seats. His mayor, who was just this complete, you know, stool pigeon that did whatever he wanted, gets reelected. It's still Pendergast's town, and that's, you know, kind of... So I'm setting the scene for what's going to happen for a story. All right, so our murder victim, the person that we're going to talk about more later, he knew Tom Pendergast really well, and Tom Pendergast knew him really well. Okay? Although he was referred to in the press as Johnny... He really was known by his friends and family as John or Brother John Lazia or Lazio. But more people called him Lazia than Lazio. His tombstone actually has Lazio on it. Mm. But we're just going to throw that out because it's confusing. So John Lazia or Brother John Lazia. Okay. All right. Born in New York in 1896 Ooh. to Italian immigrants. He comes to Kansas City as a small child, grows up in Little Italy, Italy that area where Columbus mm-hmm. Park is, just east City Market, it's where you can still get food. Still technically Italian, Little Italy, but it's very, I think, a little Vietnam, too. Yep. Yeah. 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 But uh, lots of good restaurants. The Garozos is there, the original. Went to Garozos there myself a couple of years ago. So this is the neighborhood that our murder victim grows up in. And apparently, he liked crime early on, mm. because as a child, he had all kinds, he was getting arrested all the time. For petty theft and gambling, all sorts of things. And mm. when he was 18, yeah. just barely an adult, he gets yeah. sentenced to 12 years in the Missouri prison over in, the, where is the Missouri penitentiary? I, I try to avoid it, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, wherever it is, for robbery. So he's supposed to be in jail for 12 years. Now, interesting, trying to give you an idea about who John Lazia's friends are. Yeah. He only serves eight months of the 12-year sentence. He's home before you can think about it. So this is our guy. Mm. So he marries his wife, Marie, in 1924. He's known by his associates to be a kind of a gum-chewing joker. You know, kind of fun. When he's not, you know, doing nefarious things. He's handing out money. He grants lots of favors. He loves to gamble. This is our guy. Now, when you think of mobsters, yeah, the TV mobsters are usually like these big, tall guys. Mm. Good looking. Uh, but this is not John Lazia. He weighed 140 pounds. Oh my gosh. Soaking wet. And he had eyesight so bad, he had these huge glasses to try to help with his glaucoma. The, the, the Coke bottles. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So that's what he looked like. Mm-hmm. All right. So Lazia has a vacation home out at beautiful Lake Lottawada, which is still here, by the way. It is indeed. Actually, one of my good friends lives out there, mm-hmm. and he's got a really ritzy apartment in Midtown Kansas City. Mm. One of his key areas of emphasis that really hold power is the Kansas City Police Department. This is why we still have state control of the Kansas City Police Department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he had 70 people, 70, uh, 70, wow. that he got jobs in the Kansas City Police Department. And apparently most of them had records longer than the people they were arresting. Oh, my gosh. 
In fact, the joke was, if you wanted to find out how to get a hold of John Lazia, you'd call the KCPD. Because they, they all knew what had worked for him. So, <laughs> I love it. I love all right, it. So Pendergast that we were talking about earlier, he had an uneasy alliance with John Lazia. Yeah. And this is why. Because Lazia got to start really in politics by overthrowing Pendergast associate, longtime Northside ward captain Mike Ross. Methods of using intimidation, beatings, you know, usual fare. Right. And he did that in front of the polls. So he learned early. You know, intimidation to pull is good. So Ross had held that position for Lear, but Lazia takes it over. And so Pendergast has an uneasy alliance with Lazia. Yeah. He lets him stay there. Okay. There's a lot more crazy shit about John Lazia, but we're not going get, <laughs> to get to it all. I, I, there are a lot of, there's a book called Tom's Town. There's all this great stuff you can read. So if you want to read more about John Lazia. But he, he was actually the Commodore of Lake Lone. He was the Commodore. There he, he maybe see, he had a hat. See? See, I, I brought he, it around. Circle of life. We are back. Which I made. <laughs> All right, so some of the other crazy crap, though. There was a kidnapping of, of a very famous dressmaker in, in Kansas City, Nell Donnelly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nell Hills? No. Yeah. Is that, is yeah, that, was that her? Yeah, Nell so Hills? she, I think so. So she was kidnapped. They couldn't figure it out. They called John Lazia because, of course, he knows all the bad people in town. He gets a release really quickly. Yeah. That's just one of the crazy stories. He does the exact same thing the next year when then-city manager Henry McElroy's daughter was kidnapped. They call John Lazzi. John Lazzi knows who to call. Gets him released within like two days. So this guy's like really a made guy. Yeah. So, okay. Here's the one thing that most people are going to know. The Kansas City Massacre mm-hmm. that happened out in front of Union Station, Station. Yeah. when it was Jelly Nash was the guy. Frank Jelly Nash was to be released. Huge gunfight. A bunch of uh, federal officers are killed and, and, and Jelly Nash guy is. This is, happens the year before a murder, June 17, 1933. Mm-hmm. Lazia tries really hard to thwart the investigation. He doesn't want any of these people caught. But there's so much outrage by a very young J. Edgar Hoover <laughs> because federal agents were murdered. He's unsuccessful. Right. But he told all the police people not to help the feds at all. So, getting closer to our story. Mm-hmm. And this is another crazy thing. In August of 1933... Four Lazia gunmen murdered a guy named Ferris Anthem, who had been trying to muscle in on Lazia's operation. Okay, now you're going to have to stick with me a little I'm bit. with you. <laughs> All right. So Anthon lived in these apartments called Cavalier, not Commodore, sorry, Alex. Oh. Cavalier Apartments. Those apartments were at the corner of Armour Boulevard and Forest Avenue. Okay. All right. And those same apartments, at the very same time, the FBI were using it as a safe house to keep Agent Joe Lackey safe. See, Lackey, who was wounded but not killed in that Union Station massacre, right. was there because they were trying to keep him safe until it was time for him to testify. Sure, gotcha. Lackey, upon hearing the shots outside, he thinks this is a warning to him to keep his mouth shut. Mm. But just this weird coincidence. Oh, wow. All right, so here's another strange coincidence that day. Jackson County Sheriff Thomas Bash was driving in the area when the assassination of Anthon happened. He was coming home from an ice cream social with his deputy, and Mrs. Bash, and their 14-year-old neighbor girls in tow. I don't know why the 14-year-old girl neighbor's in tow, but she is. So Sheriff Bash hears the shots, slams on his brakes, grabs his gun. He and his deputy start firing at Lazia's henchmen. I don't know why I'm making the firing thing, because it's a podcast, but I am doing the trigger. He is doing that, folks. Two of the henchmen, a guy named Sam Scola mm-hmm. and Gus Fasconi, were killed instantly. Oh, my. Then the third Lazia gunman, a guy named Charlie Gorgata, 
jumps out of the getaway car and shoots at Bash, but apparently it's the worst shot on the planet. Empties his entire gun at Bash. Doesn't hit him once. Gurgata's nickname is Mad Dog. Dog. He could have been Mad Dog. We didn't know. Well, now I have 2020 hindsight. <laughs> right? He's arrested. Fourth guy gets away. So this is the world of Kansas City 1930s. It was fucking nuts, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy story. All right. Further on, one of Lazia's top lieutenants gets pissed off and decides to retaliate. Mm-hmm. This guy, who is fabulously known as Jimmy Needles, La Capra, <laughs> <laughs> is a bomb expert. Who isn't a bomb expert? Mm-hmm. Right? All right. So when two of Needles, I'm going to do the quotes with my hands, disappear, mm. as he assumes Lazia is the person behind it. So he decides just to toss a bomb, as you do, as you do. at Lazia's North Democratic headquarters. Wow. The bomb destroys the entire front of this building. Okay, this is all within the 12 months of the story. This shit's happening, like, it's crazy all the time. All right? So we're back, now we're into 1934. In February, Lazi is convicted of tax invasion and sentenced to a year in prison. But he's, he's appealing it. So this is John Lazi's life in 1934. It's crazy. It's chaotic. And it's incredibly violent. Mm. All right. Now, depending on your sources... Lazia was either visiting the nightclubs he controlled the night he was killed, or he was coming back from beautiful Lake Ladawana. Mm. I'm going to say Lake Ladawana. All right, I have to love a drink. Thank you, Commodore. That's good that you're doing that. Mm, that is a good drink, though. But you know, it does, it does, uh, it mm-hmm. grows on you a little bit. Mm-hmm. I got parts from all that talking. Yeah, well, you should. It's a lot. It's a big story. <laughs> it is a big story. And you've got a lot of, 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 a lot of consonants and vowels going on here. You know, you've got that uh, Domo Arigato, Mr. Gargantua guy who's shooting the, the place. Come on now. All right, so here's, sorry Italian people. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be a disclaimer on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna do a roll doll version of this later. But we'll we'll be nice, so don't right? Worry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's coming home. It's three o'clock in the morning, either from the beautiful Lake Lotawada mm-hmm. or from his clubs. I'm guessing nightclubs. Yeah, I'm sure, or it's, the Donkey Club. Who knows? <laughs> he may have been in the maybe the ones he owned. All right, so they. He shows up at his house. He lived in an apartment in the Park Central Hotel, which is on the corner of Armour mm-hmm. and Gillum. It's, that building is still there. It is now an apartment complex. You can rent an apartment in the same building where these murders took place, if that's your thing. Hmm. All right? So he, he has a driver. Driver pulls up. So the driver is a guy named Charlie Carollo. With, we just apologized to our Italian friends because yeah. of names. Mm-hmm. This poor guy, his nickname back in the day, and I, I apologize, I did not come up with this nickname. I would not use this nickname. He was known, though, as Charlie the Wop. Oh, my. Isn't that horrible? That's <laughs> terrible. So he's bodyguard slash driver. He's driving, pulls up to the hotel. Marie, the wife, is sitting next to the driver. John's in the back seat. Yeah. All right. So Corolla pulls up to the canopy at the hotel. Lazia hops out. And as he's about to open the front door to the car to let Marie out. Yeah. We get this. No, not that. <laughs> this. Yeah. Oh, they're not done. Oh. Oh. No, they didn't kill him with a rim shot. That's me hitting the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people have died on stage after a rim shot, so don't worry about it. Holy cats. That's that's a lot of rat attack tap there, Cha Cha. Tommy gun. They Tommy gun this poor bastard. God. I mean, two gunmen have been hiding behind the bushes. As you do. <laughs> Lying away. It's three o'clock in the morning. Doing this. 
Got the right button this time. Damn it. You deserve a rib shot. <laughs> oh, come soon. <laughs> Supposedly, though, he's. A, I love these, like, when you read the newspaper accounts because yeah. you're like, there's no way this happened. We're supposed to believe, as he's being shot eight times. Okay. Yeah. He was shot eight times. He yells, I'm shot. Yeah. Get Marie out of here. Step on it, Charlie. Does anybody really think he said all that? I think he said, maybe I'm shot or ow or holy shit. I don't think he. What do you think? Well, I think, the, honestly, the last words of President Kennedy were allegedly, I'm shot. Yeah. Well, the thing with Lazia is, one of his injuries was a broken jaw. Oh, never mind. <laughs> and so Kennedy was shot in the throat, so there you go, right? So Okay. So here is, it, this is the most incredulous thing in the part, and why I chose the title of today's episode. Even though he's gone through three blood transfusions and is in critical condition with multiple bullet wounds, including that broken jaw... <sighs> He supposedly says to his doctor, quote, I don't know why they did it. I'm a friend to everybody. I don't know why they did this to me. If anything happens, notify Tom Pittergast, my best friend, and tell him that I love him. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. That's classic. Really? That is, how come I've never heard this? This is great. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He's supposedly monologuing with, you know, being shot eight times and have a broken jaw. Okay, here's the... A crazy thing, and I actually will go through this. I have some of these, ep- some of the, the stories from the star that next day, so you can look through some of those. Oh, some got things. So, all right, the guy's known to be a known mob person. I mean, it's pretty evident. But if you look at the star, so Alex is looking at these things. So one of these things is like it just pretty much talks about how he got the power and like he, you know, things. So if you want to read that, part. yeah, uh, Lazia, a strong leader, control of North Side was taken away from Mike Ross. Quote: Cracked heads and kidnappings at a bond election mark the revolution that put the young Italian in power. They, I almost said young Italian stallion, but I didn't. This is crazy. He so he was quick to seize on his opportunities, and he was an opportunist. This is. Uh, yeah, this says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. How okay, th- we're going to get to this other thing here, too. Oh, this is okay, crazy. Okay. But, but, yeah. So, you know, um, that's a cool thing. You actually can go down to the Kansas City Library. They have scanned in all the old things. That's back when the newspaper was huge. It was yeah. So there's like eight or nine stories on it. There's it's actually... Microfiche or something? Yeah, yeah, microfiche. But now it's all digital. But that's what they did originally. You remember the microfiche? So if you do it too fast, you throw up? I hadn't done that. I get nauseated. All right, go ahead. <laughs> it's true. The point is... Too many Commodores. That's right. We haven't even finished. Well, you finished yours. No wonder you're having fun. Oh, well, you've been able to talk. You've been able have to, to talk. talk. You know, to see, it'll be flip side next time. That's what I hope. You'll, you'll be... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've tried to make comments, but I didn't want to throw you off here. Mm. But... Um, you're good. Yeah. No, this is... Should I look at this one? Okay. We'll get to this thing, but... Oh. So, I want to talk about his funeral. Okay, yeah. Let's... Oh, so oh. did he... Did he succumb to the... No, he was dead, man. They did three blood transfusions... Apparently, supposedly, Pendergast brought in his like personal doctor. Oh, really? You sent him up. Personal doctor, right? Doctor Nick, probably. Doctor Nick, Nick. Hey, Nick Riviera. Hey, everybody. Funny. So uh, he didn't make it. Oh, and he was only in thirties. That's a sad, sad thing. Well, he was just a little guy dripping wet. Right? <laughs> You'd think if he just turned turned sideways, they would have missed him. Yeah, no so shit. Little, but uh, I do like in the star that they have the pictures of the guy, like the outline of guys by the bush. But <laughs> we can put that in the show notes. You know? <laughs> You've always got to outline the guys behind your bush. All right. <laughs> Just saying. 
That's important. All right. So the wake had 7,000 visitors. Holy cow, you're kidding me. No, he probably, everybody in town owed him a favor. More, They're probably scared if they don't show up, they're going to beat the shit yeah, out of him or kidnap him, yeah, right? It was kind of a command performance, wasn't it? Yeah. You couldn't be hiding behind the bush on that day. No, you couldn't. And his casket supposedly cost $5,000 in 1934, which is $111,000 today. Yeah, that's nuts. It was like a $5 bill was like a $100 bill. Yeah. Then. Of course... It had a funeral procession of 120 cars. There are pictures of the star in other newspapers. The cars are surrounded with people. It looks like a, like, you know, when the queen died. Like, it's nuts. Yeah. The strangest thing is that Travis Kelsey is in one of those cars. He is, and he's drinking. And he's shotgunning beers with Mahomes. <laughs> he totally. Is, what's going on? <laughs> Sorry. Do we mop it? Because it's not that out of the question. If they'd won a hundred years ago, Travis Kelsey's totally there drinking. There's not a doubt in my mind. Okay. So Pendergast goes to the funeral. The city manager, all these people at the funeral. Okay, now this is, I know we've had a lot of weird, crazy things. This is the craziest part. Turns out one of the guns that was used to kill Lazia had also been used in the Union Station Massacre. Get out of here. No. Federal agents were able to match it because the markings of the machine gun bullets, easy for me to say, used in the massacre were matched to bullets recovered at the scene of the Lazia killing. This led to speculation that it was a friend slash ally who had murdered Lazia. So now you read this thing. What's, what are the police doing the day of the murder? Alex, read the story. It says here, hold Lusco men. Uh, police arrest Lazia political rival and 15 of his fellow followers, excuse me, in probe. Every detective on case, Director Higgins, takes charge and assigns the entire department to investigation. Police department is shaken, as many of the men owe their jobs to Lazia. Uh-huh. Big letters here. I love the way that, you know, it's a former newspaper guy that used to do all these, these headings. Maybe outside gang, Lazia had guarded his field here, jealously against inroads by others. Quickly after the gang shooting of John Lazia at the entrance of the Park Central Hotel early today, Joe Lusco a Northside political rival of Lazia, and 15 of his retainers were in jail. They still were held this afternoon for investigation, and each was going through a grilling. Otto P. Higgins, director of police, personally was in charge of the investigation. Thomas J. Higgins, Mm. chief of detectives, no relation, they don't say no relation, had put every available detective on the case. The police department was jarred from top to bottom, chiefly because many of its members felt they owed their jobs to Lazia. Yeah, about 70 of them. Okay. Holy cats. That's the day of the murder. Like, this is, so 3 a.m. is when the murder happens. This is the evening edition of the same actual day right. of the Kansas City Star. So the evening edition would have come out, what, 4 o'clock? Yeah. Barely 12 hours later. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, my wheels are turning. Yeah. All right. So, who killed him, right? That's the question. Well. Could be a lot of people. Well, there's a lot of reasons why, right? A lot of a lot of motives out there. Absolutely. So now Lazia's associates, they pinned it on needles. Did you get that? They oh pinned it on needles. I, I can't believe they did that. <laughs> Seriously. So needles survived. Stuck with this guy. I know you are. Put a pin in that. Lacopra <laughs> needles survived several assassination attempts. Yeah. But in the end, he's killed. Upstate New York, nineteen thirty five, the year later, August nineteen thirty five, two shots to the back of his head. Ooh. Remember Charlie Gargata, the guy that couldn't shoot? Yeah, Delmar the Gargato. Yeah. yeah, the guy that I'm not using that name again because yeah. it's terrible. There you go. The shitty shot. Okay, yeah. he gets off. 
The Ferris Anthon murders. Shockingly, the jury was reportedly bribed. I know you could find that hard to believe. Oh, yeah. Even though it's the sheriff who saw him pull the trigger, he gets off. All right. But eventually his, ru- his luck runs out as well. Oh, yeah? He's assassinated on oh. April 6, 1950. Oh. At, at the Democratic... Yeah, these are long... You know, 16 years later. At the Democratic Club in Kansas City. He was found dead with another man. Each had four bullet holes into their head. Gargata was found dead underneath the picture of then-President Harry S. Truman, who also has a very interesting thing with the Pendergast Right? Those murders also were never solved. Mm. But the rumor was Gargata got, you know, Gargot. Can I say that? I just did. Uh, should all acquaintance be Gargot? <laughs> exactly. Testifying before a federal grand jury. So he apparently was talking, and that was the end of Gargata. Hmm. All right? So Lazio is buried here in Kansas City next to his parents with oh. the name Lazio on his tombstone. And his name can still be found in Kansas City trying to cash in on the infamy of the name. The Crossroads Hotel, which is a pretty shishi hotel down in the Crossroads District, Indeed. has a restaurant named Lazio. Is, oh, is that what that is? Yes. Holy cats, I didn't know that. You learn a lot listening to podcasts. Don't you, though? You really do. Their website very benignly states, quote, Name for another Crossroads OG and his pal Tom Pendergast, Johnny Lazia. Our dinner-only restaurant spends a fresh take on nostalgic Italian style. It's the Disneyfication of everything, you know. Would you like a hot app with that, sir? <laughs> I think I got lead poisoning at that restaurant. Some lead poisoning. Oh. All right, last thing. As I said earlier, the Park Central Hotel is now the Park Central Apartments. Yeah. Where you can rent an apartment anywhere from $835 to $1,950 a month. So you can so, live there. That's not too bad. If I ever get booted out, that might be where I go. So, so okay. Now, one thing we're not necessarily about the show is the whole ghost thing. But, my gosh, there's so there used to be a ghost tour of this town, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it really did focus on a lot of this stuff. I never, I've never done it, but... I, I heard it was a lot of gangster. Oh, it's all gangster. Is so. it all gangster? Have you done it? Do you know? I have not done it, but I know a lot of people who have done it. But yeah. you can go... See, the bullet holes are still outside of Union Station. They you are. can go see those. They are. You this know. town was crazy mobbed up back in the 1930s and 40s. Yeah. Well, you, you know, actually, though... Uh, actually, Kansas, later, too. Kansas City Mafia was nothing to sneeze at all the way up until the turn of the century. You're actually right. I forgot about Scary. where they... Where they, um, back when the river market was the River K, and they blew up a building there, and some guy... Well, we'll, we'll talk about many of these later. We, I don't we, want to be any spoilers. We should save some of this stuff, right? Because there's, there's, well, there's only a million crazy deaths here. But, man, that listen, okay, 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 listen, I learned a lot. I did not know hardly any of this stuff. I, okay. you, as you could tell, I've only lived here 15 years, but I knew a little bit around the edges, but I did not know all this. And it just, it it's... The point too that you're making about Kansas City is, is it's a big small town, mm-hmm. kind of like you know you, you hail from a big small town, yeah, you know, Nebraska and Oklahoma City is I guess where I'm from could arguably be a small town, but but um, it's it was big enough for a lot of money to flow through, but small enough for everybody to know everybody, and you did not cross certain people. No, it's been illustrated here no you don't you can't and you know they used to say or they say that saying you could never have enough friends but that apparently is not true no well it makes you think i'm always like um somebody obviously who knew him closely killed him yeah and so you're like did pendergast just wait a while did he wait like five or six years until it was like to do it was it him 
you know, that was one of the things that he had been, as we talked about, he was convicted of tax evasion. Mm -hmm. It was being appealed. Was that too much heat on him? Too much federal stuff? Did they get rid of him then? You know, was it? Did he put put the arm on Tom and say, look, if you don't help me out here on this deal, I'm going to sing. I don't know. You know, you never know. And we'll never know. When did Tom, I don't remember, what year did Tom... Tom was dead by he was late forties. Yeah, the but late he 40s. he they got him finally for tax evasion, and then he died. So he, he was in prison, and he, then got, he got the out Capone. They, he got Caponed, right? He did, and very strangely, even though he was then the vice president of the United States, and everybody said, "Do not do this," and he went to the Tom or uh, Harry Truman, vice president, then vice president Harry Truman actually went to Tom Pendergast's funeral, and you want to talk about a funeral with a lot of people? Yeah, a lot more than even. Well, Harry said, "I mean, I owe I owe my whole." Uh, early political career to Tom, you know, I mean, he, you know, um, it's fascinating. If you haven't been to the Truman library, by the way, you ought to check that out. I don't, I don't remember exactly how much they've got about his relationship with Tom, but they don't pull many punches at these presidential libraries, believe it or not. And uh, yeah, it's fascinating. Of course, you know, if you ever, if you haven't read McCullough's book, just watch the, uh, the movie that uh, Gary Sinise played mm-hmm. Truman in. That'll give you all the highlights. It's pretty great. Yeah. So this is Kansas city almost a hundred years ago. Which is a fascinating. Look, it was so crazy. I actually, you know, I'm going to plug my podcast. I want Alex to plug his too. Mm-hmm. I actually did a whole episode about Count Basie playing in the Reno Club and being discovered by John Hammond and how this town, the reason why so much great music, not just Charlie Parker mm-hmm. and Mary Lou Williams and just a bunch of people came out of here is because musicians flocked here because it was the height of the Depression, but there was live music everywhere because right. this town was wide open right. and they could get jobs. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, there was a reason why they were going to Killing City, and uh, yeah, they had a killer time. Did you have fun out? I had a great time. My gosh, my gosh. Um, you know, what's better than chatting with your evil twin about murders in Kansas City? <laughs> historical. Mur- we should call it historical murders again. Again, we're not talking about the bad flavor of the week, but uh, and having a nice cocktail. But uh, yeah, that's that's fascinating. I, I wonder if uh, you're ready for next time. I am ready for next. What's my hint? Okay. Okay. And you can cut this out if you need to. I, I've narrowed it down to two. All right. But one of them takes place around the same time as this one, and one of them doesn't. Okay. So do you want to mix it up and not stick around in this the 30s, or do you, do you care? I, I don't care. Just what's the better story? That's what I care about, which is the one that's Oh, they're, the they're both pretty good. They're, they're both okay, pretty then do the newer one. Then we do, can come back to the all other right, one. All right. Okay, that one. Um, okay, I got to give you two clues, right? I give you two clues about here. Um, uh, okay, what was that one? Okay, one thing I will I will give you this. Nineteen mm-hmm. seventies. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're we're good. Yeah. We're, we're under the wire, the thirty year wire. Pretty yeah, yeah. good there. Um, and um, the hint is um, well barbecue. All right. And so, just, am just I knowing pour the, barbecue sauce in my drink, is that what I'm doing? You, you might. <laughs> and just knowing, by the way, you're gonna. And this is what's gonna be funny about this as we go on. Is he'll be like, you know, he'll be like, Alex, your hints are too oblique, man. No, I'm trying to make it oblique. You know, okay. Well, all right, because I mean, I'm, and 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 I think you and I are both honorable people. We, I know that you didn't cheat. I am not gonna go get on and Google 1970s oh. murder. I'm not doing that. It, oh. It's the surprise that makes it fun. So all I'm gonna go with. 70s barbecue. That's it. That makes it more fun. If you're not going to look around, then I could be less oblique if you want. 
Yeah, I don't cheat. Well, I didn't think it was cheating. I just thought, you know, if you want to give yourself a fighting chance for making the cocktail, no. is what I'm saying. I think it's, it's, it makes it fun because when I go to the green shabine, I should use this to have fun with it. You know, you're right, because even if you go, okay, well, that that's a little indirect, who cares? Because it'll all come around. It's kind of like having a Commodore for the mm. guy who was basically the admiral of uh, Lake Lotto. His house is still there. Is it really? It's very nice. There are pictures of it. Really? Yeah, crime pays until it doesn't. Oh, man. <laughs> there are so many things, though, folks, and I can't wait till we we, uh, we host you at the Green Shabine next time. Yes, I All right, to my evil twin. Mom loves me best. Sorry, brother. <laughs> it's and, true. Until next time. <laughs> All right. Thanks, people, for listening. It's been a blast. All right, bye-bye.